Oh girl, this is Miyoshi Walker and you're listening to the Girl Good Grief Podcast. This is where we share stories of navigating through grief, life lessons, and relationships. Girl Good Grief is just about me defining how you don't have to settle in sorrow, pain, or your grief. But my message is not limited to a gender, socioeconomic boundary, or one thing or one person. Good grief is the euphemism of good God, and we can navigate the challenges of grief by trusting God every step of the way. So why don't you join me on this journey as I share my real life stories of how I navigated through difficulties, learning how to cope with grief and how I allow God to transform me into a brave woman of faith. By doing this, I begin to think different, live different, speak different, believe different and heal and totally trusting him along the way. We believe that grief comes in all forms of life, but you don't have to navigate it alone. You can be inspired to shift your mindset to trust God through the process of grief, no matter what that look like. So why don't you join me on this journey? On this podcast, this is where we're trusting God through the process. Welcome back. In today's episode, What the Grief, we will discuss different ways that we will navigate and get through the types of grief that each one can go through. Let's get started. On today's episode, I wanted to discuss the different ways or different things of how each individual can go through or process grief. So I titled it What the Grief because that can be in any form or any way that, you know, each individual grieves. So let's let's discuss the word grief um, as I've discussed before. Um, Grief is, is basically being understood that it's a reaction to a death, but you know, to narrow it down, you know, grief can come in many forms and there can be different types of grief, you know, that each of us may experience or go through. And it is not all in relation to just death. Um, you know, grief can come in many forms. Um, grief is just related to death. However, I want to discuss and expound on some ways that we, you know, experience grief in different ways. But first, let me say Happy New Year. Happy 2020. We made it over to a new decade. And so therefore, we still have purpose and we still have reason in order to push on and move on no matter what we're going through. So I just wanted to say Happy New Year before totally getting started. So back to the topic, um, let's discuss, you know, that grief is not typically created equal. You know, all grief is not created equal because you have the different types of grief. You know, um, to name a few, you have normal grief, dramatic, um, you have mass grief, and you know, you have the death grief, just to name a few. But I'm just going to speak on different ways or different things on how we deal or go through and we experience with grief. You know, grief comes in many forms and many facets, as I've stated throughout the podcast. However, you know, let's discuss the the loss of identity. You know, I began thinking of things at the end of the year of, you know, once I come to the end of each year, I always think back and reflect on, you know, what can I do differently 
um, or how can I improve myself better? How can I become a better person? And so I began to reflect on some things. But, you know, you know, if you think about your lifespan throughout that year, you know, we we win, we lose, we're sad, we're upset. You know, we go through trauma. We we experience a, a series of emotions that we go through. However, it's up to us of how we get through those things. But totally and ultimately um, is trusting God, trusting God in his word and just relying on him to help you through it. You know, for me, once I pray and I ask God, you know, to show me how I need to do something or if it's something that I need to remove or how can I improve myself or show me if it's something that I've done to uh, put myself in a position or to a person, you know, I begin to ask him to show me how I need to do that. And, you know, we can do the same thing as we're trying to figure out the grief periods that we're in, you know, no matter what we go through, because God already know about it. As I always state, he already know about it before it even happens. So let's talk about the loss of identity. You know, I, I was there um, a few years ago, not knowing exactly who and what I was. So I was in a state of mind of depression and feeling as though as, you know, I just didn't know who I was. And so it led me to a sense of depression because I felt that those around me, you know, knew and had it all mapped out and knew the direction and where they was going. But for me, I was just stuck. I felt stuck in terms of who I was as a person, if I was really walking into my purpose. And however, I have shared before that I I was walking in my purpose, but I didn't feel like that that's what I wanted for myself, but it was what God would have for me to do. So nothing that I have done was lost, but I was lost in my identity a few years ago, you know, but let me, let me just expound on some things of, you know, how we can become lost in our identity. You know, it could be whether, you know, finding out or trying to figure out who you are, or if a person is going through a divorce, you know, because if you've been with a person, you know, 15, 20, 30 years, you know, and that person is no longer your spouse, you know, that that's something that you're trying to identify who you are as a person right now, because you have been spending those years, you know, with that person and identifying yourself with my husband or with my wife. So when you go through a divorce, you can lose a sense of identity, you know, or whether, you know, you are an empty nester, you know, you begin to identify those things that, you know, are of parenthood because it's almost as if your kid don't necessarily need you anymore. But however, that's not the case. And I'm speaking from experience, knowing that, you know, no matter how old or what you go through, you know, your kids or your children will definitely need you at some point, whether it's advice or, you know, financial advice or, you know, assistance or help in some type of area. So whether it's an empty nest or you begin to um, to lose your identity or maybe you, you know, uh, switch a job or a career. You know, if you've been on a job 10, 20, 30 years and you switch jobs and or you lose your job, you know, your identity was tied into that. So sometimes, you know, we can, you know, go through career grief by losing that identity of who we was or who we were. And then, you know, sometimes we just have to know that, you know, we need to put a solid foundation on 
who we are and don't lose our identity. But in that and through those examples, you know, we can begin to grieve and we can begin to lose our sense of identity of not knowing who we are, because at that moment, it feel like, you know, our identity is stolen or lost, you know, or perhaps we're blindsided by the divorce or just trying to make a decision or that we have a lack of control of, you know, maybe wanting our children to stay at home, but they're choosing to, you know, branch out and into the world and become who they are as a person. So, you know, sometimes we have to begin to shed those identities, but that's a process sometimes that we have to go through. You know, it may sound easier for some, but some individuals, you know, may feel grief that come with that by choosing that they have to, you know, go through those things or not choosing that they have to go through those things. And so we need to make a decision that, you know, some things, you know, we have to go through of the, um, the loss of identity and grieve through it. But however, we will get through those things. And and so that's one of the, the things that I wanted to discuss, the loss of identity. The other thing I wanted to discuss was, you know, the loss of our dreams or expectations with this being the brand new year, um, 2020 and the beginning of the year, you know, we always state we can always start. It's never too late to start. But but for some reason, we are groomed to feel like, you know, the new year, new beginnings. We have a clean slate. But however, it's just the days continue to process the same. However, it's just a brand new year. So let's not grieve the loss of our dreams or expectations you know we need to begin thinking on those things you know that it's not ever too late no matter how old we are you know so don't grieve on the loss of your dreams or expectations of your dreams you know um don't think that they have to remain unfulfilled you know um or dreams or expectations doesn't just have to relate to those hopes and dreams, but it can relate to a series of things such as, you know, maybe a family attempting to, you know, have a baby and dealing with infertility or, you know, if um, your child or person is an overachiever, but struggle with their finding their place in the real world, you know, they may feel like, you know, this is not for me or I I can't do this. Or, you know, if, if the trajectory of someone's life is a reflect where their expectations are right now, you know, they might feel that as though that they can't, you know, um, navigate or get through the things that they're going through. But, you know, just think about how and what type of grief of when people experience the loss of their dreams or expectations, you know, some some become disoriented um, or a sense of depression or, you know, they beat themselves up and talk down on themselves. But, you know, most of all, we need to walk with a vision of how our lives need to play out and how we expect, you know, to operate in the world. So when life events happens or those expectations don't come that we expect or at that moment 
That doesn't mean that they're not going to come at that moment, but they can happen later because sometimes we need grooming and growth in order to get what we need to get. And as I always say to my children, you know, we will never get anything before it's time for us to get it. And especially if you are a person of faith, you know, God is not going to release anything that he knows that we're not ready for. He still has to prepare us and groom us to be able to receive it. And so um, as individuals, you know, we need to realize that just because, you know, we have a sense of failure or that things are not aligning in place as we think they should that doesn't mean that it will not happen. And so we don't have to stay stuck and feel like our dreams or expectations will not come true. It's just temporary, but we have to be able to be active in order to get to where we're going. And we don't have to grieve our dreams or our expectations. We can live fully and abundant in them and just uh, trust the process every step of the way and just, you know, just take it one bite at a time, you know, because sometimes when shifts take place, you know, it don't make sense. However, we want that sense of stability, but we need to understand that, you know, that things still happen. The world still operate the the world still revolve. And so we need to begin, you know, replacing that, that, that word of, you know, it can't with, I can, or, you know, how can I, with, I will, you know, just, just start reshaping the things of how we perceive things and how we see things that it can, it's always good in everything that we do. And that, that happens to us, even though we don't feel like it, or we don't see it at the time that it definitely is good in it, you know, whether it's shaping us into the person that we are, stretching our faith, or allowing us to see things that we need to, you know, um, shed away from our being and to become better and grow. So I just always look at things as opportunities or ways of growth or God is stretching my faith when I'm going through something. But I had to learn that. I didn't always know that and I didn't always feel that way. I I was one of those that felt like, you know, you know, it's too late for me to go to school or it's too late for me to do the things that I wanted to do because of my age. But God said, I am I am the person who has it all. I can do anything. I can speak anything in existence. So I had to trust and believe him. And when I began to do that, things start to take a different course for me. And I, and I stepped out on faith and just trusted him every step of the way of the journey that I began to take. And God, because God wants us to, you know, trust him totally in all things, no matter what we're going through, whether it's a a loss or we're struggling with something or we haven't achieved those things that we desire to achieve. And so we need to know that we can trust God no matter what that look like, no matter what the setback or tragedy that comes in our life or what mourning or grief that we go through, you know, that that we have permission to go through it, but we don't have to stay there. We don't have to stay there and that we can, um, we can stay, you know, in that position. If we have a negative mindset, it's up to us to, to change the mindset of where we are and and, and where we want to go. So let's talk about some other types of, um, grief. Um, you have, 
the loss of our identity is what I just spoke of. And then what about the loss of our physical emotion or emotions? Let's talk about that sometime, you know, um, for those that might be going through, you know, something or um, have been in a tragic accident or, you know, or um, have experienced something that was traumatic, you know, that can that can grieve us physically and emotionally. But we need to know that we can come out of it with a sense of our uh, mental and emotional well-being. But as I stated before, I'm not I'm not shy of seeking help where it is needed. Ultimately, yes, prayer works, but those individuals have been provided and available for us in order to help us navigate through things that we cannot process or understand. So therefore, if you need to see a counselor or a therapist or your pastor or whatever you choose to seek that help from, you know, I I think that it's okay. So it's up to you on who and what you choose to um, reach out for that help from. So let's not get caught in our the loss of our physical or in our or in our emotional grief because it's always a way out of how we can deal with that type of grief and we don't have to suffer, you know, it by ourselves. You know, we don't want to stay in it, even if, you know, um, we need to know that we can communicate with individuals to let them know how we feel so we don't have to experience it alone, you know, so they can be alongside us or the individual dealing with their feelings or that that insecurity or that pain or whatever that loss may be when, when we're struggling to rebuild our lives after a loss or after, you know, um, that physical or emotional uh, grief that we may experience. And so, you know, we need to know that, you know, that it's possible to make it through, but we have to do the necessary work and the framework in order to make it happen. And then the other thing is, that um, no matter what we go through, what type of grief we go through, we can choose to be in it or we can choose to stay stay in it or choose to come out of it. But we have to definitely do something with our pain. We have to know that um, there's purpose in our pain. And I've always told myself, no matter what I went through, that it was purpose in it, no matter how it hurt, you know, and then I began to ask God that, to show me how I need to express that and how I need to work myself through it. Because without him, I know that anything that I've been through and the toughest thus far have been the grief of losing my daughter. But I told him he was going to have to show me what to do with this pain. And then came birth of this podcast. However, I still didn't understand it fully at the beginning, but I I understand it now why he have me or had me to to begin the podcast of speaking of different types of grief. And so there's purpose for your pain. You know, pain and joy can coexist. However, it's up to you on which one would trump the other. And, you know, sometimes um Sometimes some people need closure for grief, 
but it doesn't happen. But at the same time, we can have acceptance of knowing that, you know, sometimes we won't have that closure. We won't have that closure immediately. Sometimes it says um, grief can be an ongoing life, lifelong thing. You might begin to handle it different. However, it might be different triggers or things that, you know, allow you to uh, remember those things or that person that trigger, you know, certain emotions. So we can have acceptance that, you know, sometimes we will have closure and sometimes we will not, but it's up to us on how we deal with it. And, you know, the one thing that I wanted to remember that, you know, what the grief, like, what is the process of your grief? What are your triggers? What, what trigger you to, you know, feel the way that you do and, you know, begin to either write it down or talk to someone about it on, you know, what it is that you need to do to come, um, or navigate through that trigger, because that doesn't mean that because, you know, you stop or want to stop or want to heal from it. That doesn't mean that you love, that person any less. It's just you want to heal from that brokenness, you know, or heal from those triggers. But triggers, as I stated, um, as I was stating that grief, you have to grieve your truth. You have to sit in it, but you have to be kind and patient with yourself and, and, you know, give yourself, you know, props of how far you have come or when you do overcome with something and you have to begin to, you know, talking and sharing with other people, you know, some people need to be validated in their grief to know that it's okay, you know, that you are feeling this way and, or that it's okay that you're talking about your loved one or that thing that you're, you know, going through or have come out of. So, you know, we have to begin to shift our thinking and it's no, there's no time frame for grief. And, you know, Grief, grief can be so uneasy and so not knowing because it can come at any time in different ways and depending on what you are experiencing or what you're going through. And so I wanted to know that, you know, we we don't have to, you know, keep it. You know, I, I was thinking about, you know, I just came from our family vacation And so I was thinking about, you know, just the process of when I travel. And so we can begin thinking about grief in that same sense. And what I mean about that is meaning, you know, once once you get on a plane, you know, you have to pack, you have to pack your bags, you have to get to the airport and whatnot. But however, you know, you have a carry on for some and some you might have multiple bags. And for me, I had two bags and a, and a carry on. So I began to think about, you know what, we, we pack all of these things and these emotions and these feelings and things that we have experienced with us. And on our grief journey, um, you know, sometime, you know, we, we just keep that stuff packed in a bag. And no matter what, you know, we can check that bag in, we can send it away and then it's gone. But however, we feel like it's closure, but it still has to reach a destination. So it's going to either come back to the sender or it's just going to be there until it reaches a sender. And so you can have a choice of what type of bag that you want to pack. You can stuff all of your grief in there. 
and not deal with it. Or you can have that bag where you are experiencing the the living life, the joy and the happiness that we can um, experience. But as as I was on the plane, we experienced turbulence. And so, you know, turbulence can happen in between in between, you know, sending those bags where they need to go or having those bags, but the turbulence can happen. And when that turbulence is that happens, it reminds me of when that grief. So what we have to learn to do when the, that turbulence come, that turbulence represent, represents triggers and, you know, pain that we might go through. We need to learn that when those trip, triggers come of that turbulence, that we need to begin to see the good and the happiness and honor that person's life. You know, um, we can't stop that thought, but we can change how we think about it. And so we need to know that, you know, we can, you know, try to have some sense of, you know, controlling the grief that we go through. And no matter what, that we can trust God through the process of whatever it is that we're going through. And lastly, I wanted to share with, you know, how grief has changed me thus far. You know, it's been just about six months or at six months where my daughter has, you know, um, passed away. And so, you know, through grief, I see life differently. And, you know, for my husband and my family and I, you know, we're just at a place where, you know, you know, we know negativity exists in the world, but however, you can have control of what you are around or who you are around or how a person respond. You don't have to receive it. And so what I've learned from grief is that, you know, I have become more empathetic. I understand things and people more, but I have zero time for unmeaningful things. And especially if we've had a a relationship or I'm getting to know you or just, you know, if it's not important, I have no time for it because I feel like time waits for no one. It's life to be meant to be lived. And here it is. um, I'm thinking about things. It, It made me put things in perspective to have gratitude in the small things of life. I am so grateful for the small things. I look at the small things in life that I did not pay attention before, you know, before my daughter passed. So I just have the gratitude in small things. I'm, you know, more empathetic towards things and people of seeing things different through through a different lens. And, you know, um, I'm, I just always think about, you know, the little things that I'm grateful for. And I'm always saying that, you know, you know, just by waking up, you know, it, it can be a task. But I I am going to begin just thinking of just things of, you know, what what is a gratitude cycle? What are things that I can be uh, grateful for every day? Every day, what can I be th- thankful for, for? And we must know lastly that grief is not our enemy but it can be our teacher and there is no end to grief but it's a journey and we can navigate it with God if we trust him every step of the way no matter what type of grief or what the grief is that we can make it if we just rely on God if we trust him through the process and if we do the necessary work and framework in which we need to do and know what baggage that we need to to take on this journey. And when that dur- turbulence come, that we know how to maintain it. So many blessings.
you for listening. And for additional information, you can find the Good Girl Grief community on Facebook. I will leave a link in the show notes or you can reach us by email at girlgoodgriefpodcast at gmail.com. Please make sure to like our Facebook page and share it as well. Please share, download, and leave a review on Girl Good Grief listening platforms. Have a good rest of your week. Many blessings.